From Dartmouth Hitchcock Health, this is The Cure, a podcast dedicated to give you up-to-date information in a practical and easily digestible format. The United States recently surpassed 50 million COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic. We've also just passed the first anniversary of COVID-19 vaccination. However, COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations have continued to increase with many parts of the country experiencing substantial or high levels of community transmission. These increases in the recent emergence of the Omicron variant highlight the importance of prevention strategies to help people stay safe and reduce the spread of the virus. With us today is Caitlin Adams Barker, Senior Infection Preventionist at Dartmouth Hitchcock. Welcome, Caitlin. Thanks, Jose. Happy to be here. We also have Dr. Justin Kim, Hospital Epidemiologist at Dartmouth Hitchcock. Welcome, Justin. Thanks, Jose, for inviting me. Let's start with you, Caitlin. The holidays are just around the corner. What is your advice for people planning to celebrate the holidays? It's a really good question, Jose. So the holidays are definitely a very popular time to travel, probably the busiest travel time in the United States. Right now, the CDC recommends that you should wait to travel until you're fully vaccinated. This includes domestic travel and international travel. Even if you're fully vaccinated, you of course should not travel if you're feeling sick or if you know that you have COVID-19. You should also test for COVID before you travel and when you return using a PCR test to make sure that you haven't acquired COVID during your travel. You must also always wear a face mask on all forms of public transportation and in transportation hubs like airports and train stations. You should also clean your hands frequently using alcohol-based hand rubs or soap and water. Last year, many families were unable to gather for the holidays and to celebrate with their loved ones. But now that we have very highly effective vaccines, people are definitely feeling more comfortable gathering with people outside of their household. It's important that people are fully vaccinated before gathering in a large group. If you have unvaccinated people as part of your group, they should test everyone before they come. You can test before you gather using a home-based antigen test. These are available at most drugstores. And this should be done just before gathering, maybe 24 hours before you gather to be the most effective. It's really not recommended when people who aren't fully vaccinated gather in large groups, but masking when indoors and in large groups will protect you. Those are excellent tips, Caitlin. What about personal protective equipment? Should we all be wearing N95s or would you recommend that we also wear face shields and have eye protection? I mean, there's really no recommendation from the CDC that the general public needs to be wearing N95 or things like face shields or goggles when they're out in public. I know hearing things about new variants can sound really scary, but we know that social distancing and a well-fitting face mask when in public will protect you. Well-fitting face masks include things like medical face masks that are available or masks that might not be made for the medical setting but look like a medical face mask that have many layers of um, fabric in them. Cloth face masks with many layers, like three or more, also work well. But masks with only one layer of fabric in them 
or two layers are generally a little bit less protective. That makes sense. Thank you again. We're in the middle of a COVID-19 surge with the Delta variant, and we continue to have more states report cases of Omicron, and the numbers are expected to rise. Dr. Kim, could you give us some highlights of what we need to know about the Omicron? Well, that's a great question, Jose. And um, there's really not much known, but the basic idea is that Omicron is very easily spread. Ever since November, it has spread to 45 out of 50 states, which is very concerning, obviously. And they think the mechanism behind that is that Omicron lacks the spike protein, which affects immune escape and makes both vaccines and therapeutics less effective. The silver lining in some of this is that there is some speculation that Omicron could be less severe, but in the populations that are more vulnerable, there's still concern uh, that this could not be the case. Uh, we'll continue to follow this, uh, but those are the big points of what we know so far. Thanks, that's great information. I've also heard about some exciting news uh, regarding new treatment for COVID-19. Could you tell us more about that? Well, that's sort of a big topic, but there's two recent developments. And these two drugs are called Evusheld and Paxlovid. Evusheld is a combination monoclonal antibody with Tixagevimab and Kilgavimab, which was tested in a population of 5,172 patients in a two-to-one ratio. And what they found was that there was a 78% decrease in getting symptomatic COVID in these patients who did not have COVID to begin with. And this is very promising, especially in the immune compromised population, as well as the populations that are unable to get the vaccine, since those people have limited options for protecting themselves in the middle of a surge. The other drug of interest is called Paxlovid, which is in combination of PF0732133232 boosted with ritonavir. Paxlovid is much easier to say. And this was a study of 2,246 patients with at least one medical condition, and hospitalization or death was decreased by about 90% within three days of symptomatic onset. The good news of Paxlovid is that in in vitro studies, it appears that it does inhibit Omicron, and also within 28 days, no patients who got Paxlovid died. And this response remained robust in the greater than 65 years old population. So it appears that this is gonna be a very important drug as we move forward, especially with the variants of concern. Thanks, Justin. Certainly helpful in the midst of a current surge. Now, this question is for both of you. Looking back at 2020 and comparing it with 2021, are there any memorable insights you would like to share with us? Let's start with you, Caitlin. Sure. I think in 2020, the most memorable thing was definitely the rollout of our vaccines and how hopeful that felt for everyone and seeing all of our staff, our healthcare workers who've been working so hard to take care of these COVID patients for nearly a year at that point, 
uh, line up to get their vaccine and set a great example for the public that felt so hopeful. And then, you know, we saw a decrease in our cases and the vaccines are working and that felt wonderful. And I really can't stress enough how amazing our frontline staff are who've been dealing with this now for almost two years and now back in the midst of a surge, just, you know, coming every day and caring for these very sick patients is just so wonderful. And I know that it's been so, so difficult for them. And I'll add that just being on consults the last two weeks, it's just been amazing how calm and collected the staff has been, despite what we know are extreme, uh, extremely difficult census loads and, uh, and patient care with extensive PPE. And I, I think it, it's a difficult time, but I'm confident that we'll get through it. Well, thank you both for sharing those. Since this is our year-end episode, let's do a crystal ball question for 2022. What do you both uh, hope to see with the coming new year? Let's start with you, Justin. Well, I think we need to use the tools we have and the things we know that work. We talked about the drugs which are coming down the pipeline, but those will sort of be delayed relative to what we can do. I think the, the major tools we have are to get our vaccines and to get boosted. I think it's becoming more and more clear that that's the right answer for everybody. And wearing masks and being careful is, is the other tool we have. You know, if you don't go to a place where you're likely to get COVID, then that'll decrease your chances of getting COVID. And I, I think there's definitely an element of fatigue from the pandemic and a sense of denial, but it's important to fight that because we're definitely in the thick of it still, but I'm confident we'll come out of it. How about you, Caitlin? Yeah, I agree with Dr. Kim. I think, you know, I feel hopeful that we are gonna come out of this and we have really wonderful tools at our disposal to help this. So I just hope in the new year, people continue to get vaccinated continue to get their boosters. We know that those are working and just really listen to the people who do this every day and who are experts in this and just keep on being hopeful that we're going to come out of this with the tools we have. We're very resilient in healthcare, I think. As we continue to write our COVID-19 story, the emergence of the new, more transmissible Omicron variant is a sobering reminder of how dangerous COVID-19 is as a disease. And as we look ahead into 2022, we continue to gather proof of how the vaccine remains to be our most effective tool in preventing severe disease. Together, we can choose how the story ends. We can choose to survive and overcome this challenge. We are not helpless, but we all need to do our part to protect ourselves, our family, and our loved ones. Thank you for joining us today. You have been listening to The Cure, a podcast by Dartmouth Hitchcock Health.